Hello and welcome to the second series of the Sunday Mirror's Invite Only podcast with me, Laura Armstrong. And me, Nicola Fahey. In our first episode, we talked to the voice superstar, Will I Am, who tells us why he believes pal Britney Spears will never quit music, opens up about those Lady Gaga rumours, and reveals his secret hopes of a collaboration with another Fergie, Sarah Ferguson. Hi, Will. It's so good to have you on our podcast, Invite Only. You've just wrapped on another season of The Voice as an OG of the show. How does it feel being there from the start? And how did it feel making the transition from BBC to ITV? At first, I was worried because Moira and team, I really loved the BBC. There was, it was an amazing team of people. When we went over to ITV, I was a bit skeptical. Like, oh, is it going to change? Like, I really love working with the BBC. And then I just fell in love with ITV. It's an amazing... They're, they're awesome. You still can't wear logos. <laughs> but, it's, but you can keep the paycheck. It's, uh, I'm like, wait, wait, you guys can't wear logos either? This makes no sense. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, um, ITV has done a great job. Katie, the commissioner, and Lily... And Maisie, it's a great, like, powerhouse females in TV that, wow. The BBC and powerful women go hand in hand. Like, they're powerful female executives that are the reason why the UK leads in television production around the world. Like, if you go to America and you go to any top exec at ABC, CBS, Fox, it's somebody from... They're British. You guys kick ass in freaking telly. Always good to hear. Seriously, I'm not just saying that to like, <laughs> to big y'all up. I'm just, I just noticed that the UK does amazing TV. And do you see yourself on The Voice for another five? Well, you can never predict the future, can you? But you're, you're happy there still? I think out of all the voices around the world, I'm the longest staying coach. Yeah. It's, uh, that's cool. And was it uh, sad to see Ollie leave? Yeah. Every time we switch, it's because you get so used to rocket. Ollie is the longest coach on that chair. Because there's a, with Ricky Wilson, we had uh, Danny O'Donohue, but Ollie was uh, the longest coach on that chair. Yeah. So I really got accustomed to Ollie's and our whole configuration. He did an interview about his exit and it wasn't his choice. Did that surprise you? The only person who left The Voice, two people, where it was their choice, is Kylie and J-Hud. So actually it's more common for people to not have that choice. Voices all around the world. This is like, they have their pillars. For a while it was uh, in America. It was um, Blake and Adam. Mm-hmm. And then they move, move the other two right. around. They rotate. But Blake and Adam were the pillars. And that is common to every country. So you and Tom are the pillars. Me and Tom are pillars. Um, and other countries have a similar type of pillar and they move to keep it fresh. Who would you like to see in that chair? Um, I'd rather not have a, a choice. Yeah. <laughs> just, so, just so I could, you know, it's exciting when you have, when you, when you're, when you're stepping into a world that, the people that you're collaborating with have configured. You figure it out. And 
that that to me is is exciting. Because if it's my choice to keep or replace or I don't want that. I don't want I don't want any of that smoke. I don't want to have uh, extra pressure or letdown of I really wanted this person. Oh my gosh, you didn't give me that. I want none of that. Well, also if it's one of your friends and you you really advocate for them and they go on and they like don't do so well. The only person that I went to pitch was uh, Kylie. Mm. Good choice. <laughs> I tr- I went with um, I went with Danny Danny Cohen to pitch Kylie to to come on to The Voice when it was on BBC. Other than that, I didn't haven't done any other involvement. Was she aware that you were pitching her? Yeah, you you're going to lunch, or and then you know the head of the BBC is there, and then I come waltzing and like, hey, we really really would like, you. yeah, because you're pitching. Though. Okay, okay. It's like I really would like you to you know to be a coach. Um, and that was the only time I I did that. Jay Hud was wow, that was. A gift when she was a, a coach. She, that was my, she was my favorite. I was going to say, who was your favorite? Who did you get on the best with? So that would, the, would that be her? So the best combination of the voice was Ollie, Tom, Jay Hood. That, that combination was magical. The best. I mean, I got goosebumps because Ollie, Jay Hood brought the best out of Ollie. Ollie brought the best out of Tom. I brought the best out of Jay Hood and, you know, and, and Tom and Ollie brought the best out of me. It was like this, we all feed it. Mm. We all f- fed off one another. It was a, a awesome pairing. It's the quad squad. <laughs> and do you think there's um, maybe an opportunity in the future where you'll work with Ollie on some music or have you discussed that? Or? I'm trying to figure out the name of a project that I pitched to him the first year. Must have gone well from if you the very first year you're working together, you're pitching <laughs> projects. Must have been love at first sight. I think it was something corny like Wally or something. I don't know <laughs> what it was. excellent. <laughs> but I want, yeah, I'll, I'll be awesome to do something with Ollie. He's, uh, whatever he does, he loves. And that's, uh, that's a great environment to create in when, when someone has that much love for whatever it is they do. Yeah, I love I love the process of collaboration. I've had some amazing collaborations. Well, also, I don't know if you can say what this meeting was about, but you were seen with Lady Gaga in LA. Um, can you tell us about that meeting, or is this top secret? Oh, Lady Gaga's. She's the best, and we were talking about. It was just a dinner. We have mutual friends, and she was telling me about the projects that she's working on, and I was just fanning out on one of the projects she's working on like wait what what was it like and just asking questions like yo wait what wait everybody knows she's doing the joker right yes oh cool great yes <laughs> very excellent imagine if they didn't what a revelation no because that could have been like you know she's a joker right she's she jokes a lot i could have just easily twisted that <laughs> <laughs> you already had the save as it's coming out. Yeah, yeah, big time. So um, I was just fanning out like, yo, so what was it like? So you about to be the Joker's girl? Like, what? What? Yo, seriously. You know, 
because we all come from the same school, that Jimmy Iving school. I remember before her her album came out, Jimmy would always rave about her project and Martin Kirzenbaum from Cherry Tree. And I'm so proud of what she's been able to do with her career. She's like multi-hyphenate, ultra-dynamic. And uh, we talked about a song that she and I made called Fashion. What did she say? She, she said, you're one of the only people that I work with that had the verse. Because I usually write all my verses. And um, I'm like, oh, no, but because I'll, I'll go into a room. I'll be like, hey, check this out. Here's the sketch. Tell me what you think about the sketch. You could change it if you want. Feel free to have your way with it, but here's a sketch. And so she's a sketcher. She's an architect. And usually architects don't like other people's sketches. It's like somebody coming to me and saying, yo, Will, I am. Check this out. I got this thing for you. And I did my little Will, I am thing. I'd be like, yeah, 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 yeah. What, what's going on <laughs> Put here? Put that in the bin. You, you know what I mean? <laughs> How you doing? Let me do me. Like, you know what I'm saying? But I really like, that's one of my favorite things that I've, one of my favorite songs that I've collaborated with was Fashion with um, with Lady Gaga. So we talked about that. We talked about... So did she say that that was like, that she really liked that sketch? Mm-hmm. That you were the only person that, whose sketch she'd actually liked? No. The only sketch that she actually worked and, and sung. Okay. And altered, because she's an architect. She, she's her own sketch. She's her own translator. She's her own writer. She's her own visionaire. Pointing that out, you make you appreciate the collaboration even more. Yeah, of course. When they reveal, hey, did you know that I usually don't do that? But it was the the melody and everything was so juicy that I I kept that. But I usually don't do that. Then you're like, oh wow. Then you really appreciate the effort uh, and the humility. And the openness to collaborate. That's what I mean by it's okay for somebody to bring ego into a room. Just don't bring your ego to the room. And if both people have that mentality, then it's going to be an amazing session. And and if you smell an ego, make sure it's not yours. That's the that's the that's the method that I and so when I work with Lady Gaga, she had no ego in the room. And the, re- the result of that is, hey, that sketch, you know I don't usually do ske- two people's sketches. That's an egoless contributor collaborator. And if I walked in the room with the ego, she definitely wasn't going to rock the sketch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Because I came in with the flex. So that's a lesson like, you know, don't walk into a room with the ego. Leave it at the door. And if somebody's ego's in the room, make sure it's not yours. And if it is... Massage that person's ego. As that went so well, would you risk sketching for her again? Oh, yeah, because I know there's no egos. I know that it's going to be received with a humble heart as as long as I present it with a humble spirit. Did you discuss the potential of maybe working together on something? Did any of those projects have a place for you in them? Um, we talked about just creating, the importance of, of creating um, and then I offered my service. If there's anything you ever need, anything, a brain, an ear, an eye. An album. No, no, no. As soon as you do that, that's an ego. 
Yeah, I hear you. If I go in there like, <laughs> hey, yo, I want to, yo, let's get back in the studio, do some met. That's ego talking. If you go and be like, yo, anything you need from me, an ear, an eye, a brain, an editor, whatever you need, I'll be there. Oh, right. That then you know yeah. she knows that it's 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 humble heart, humble spirit, humble mind. Not like, yo, let, let's get up in the studio, do some magic. You don't. <laughs> I, how do I know what vibe she's on? How I don't I don't even know. Like, that's me assuming that she's going to do what she used to do, and I'm approaching her. No, no, no. You got to be like, whatever you need me for, I'll be there. And what did she say about the Joker? What an experience oh, oh. that must have been filming that. Yeah, she must, that must have, like, playing that part. That must be insane. You know, like, there's people that say stuff like, yo, it's crazy. Wait till you see it. It's going to be next level. There's some people that over-exaggerate, and that's uh, their insecurities speaking, and they don't have receipts, and they always say some wild, like, yo, 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 this is next level. Wait till you see it. And they said that 10 times with no receipts. And then there's people that have said like, yo, wait till you see this. Yo, it's next level. You know, I got them receipts. <laughs> right? Lady Gaga got receipts. So when she says, well, I'm telling you, it's she got receipts. And she and she knows the difference between eh, and yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's like Earth without art. It's just... Eh. Well, that is very exciting. And I, I wanted to ask you as well, um, I can see why people want to collaborate with you, you know, speaking to you today. Um, and they, you must feel like such a trustworthy person to work with as well. Um, and it's been a huge year for, for Britney Spears as well with her book and all of that. What was it like working with her and how proud of you are her, of her as a friend um, of all she's achieved this year? Imagine you had dreams of singing, dancing, ever since you were a kid, and you join one of the most critically acclaimed youth programs that every kid wants to be a part of. You're like a part of it. Like, kid, elite, Disney. What? You've been dreaming ever since you was a kid. You want to be on freaking the kid elite. You sing, you dance. You want to be part of the Mickey Mouse Club. And you get that gig. And there's people that are protecting you. And it's your family. And your career blossoms. And you're a superstar on your own. And you have hits. like Massive ones. Videos, massive ones, at MTV's height. Like you, you, you were at Disney's height, MTV's height, and, uh, and, and in that frequency, you're there riding that wave. That could really like play a toll on your perspective on yourself, your perspective on the world. And there's people that protect you, and that's your family. And then you have no privacy. Cameras everywhere. You can't really live a life. But all the while, you're successful. Your dreams are are being fulfilled. But there's something missing. You feel something missing. You can't go out and live the life. You're sheltered. But then people protect you. That's your family. 
Then you realize that the people that are protecting you weren't. Imagine how off-putting changes your access and how you orbit your balance. But still, you want to create. And you make some, you still make awesome music to contribute to culture and society. And people feel your joy while you're having pain. Imagine giving the world joy while you're going through pain. And the pain you're going through is you don't know who to trust. But yet, you still shine joy. People like that, you gotta, that's a, she's a different type of person. To go through so much and yet still give so much joy. And if you see her life now, she's just living all the things that she's always wanted to do, like her perspective with her choices. And uh, she, ha- she has a beautiful spirit. You see it when she dances. And working with somebody like that, I'm so honored to have worked with her in the past on the songs that we've done. You know, talk about strength to endure all of that and then fight for your freedom from the people that were supposed to protect you, your family and her fans propelling and, and, and putting the winds on her sails to do the impossible. That's an awesome combo. Her fans and her, the Britney army and Britney. That's, uh, that's beautiful. It's such an impactful story, her story. I think it's, you explained it really well there. It's the the fact that like in this crazy circus, there's one thing that's pinning her to the earth in terms of how she's being protected and then it goes and it's gone like that and it's like how unsettling and kind of stressful and horrible that must be. And a person that like, you know, I really adore her and appreciate her. Um, And the songs that we've done... You know, Scream and Shout was massive for both of us. And then, you want a Maserati? You want a Bugatti? You want a hot body? You better work, bitch. Because the the song that made me love Britney was Toxic. Yeah. Mm. It's like, yo, what? Fucking Toxic. I like that song so much that I went in the studio. I created Don't Funk With My Heart from Black Eyed Peas after listening to that song. I'm like... Um, but yeah, so working with her, always wanting the best, like, you know, Scream and Shout, Scream and Shout was successful. Work Bitch was successful. So to go and hear, like, that's why I say, like, remember we talked about, like, the good and the bad comments? Yeah. Um, her fans are hardcore. They'd be like, leave Britney alone, will I am. Leave Britney alone. You ruined Britney Jean, will I am. You're the worst. Like, they come at me hardcore. Scream and shout. Scream and shout sucks will I am. I'm like, damn, actually, the song's pretty dope. Like, <laughs> work bitch. Okay, work bitch is all right will I am, but fuck you will I am. Like, damn, man. Give a brother some slack. <laughs> you got done by the Britney I'm part army. of the army too. No, you're not will I am. Fuck you. Like, they, they like, they're, they're hardcore. I love those. I love those. I love her, her army. <laughs> they will, they'll come and fuck me up. And how, how is she doing now? Have you spoken to her recently? or have you, Is she on a bit of a break from music then? You can't be on a break from music if you listen to music every day and it brings you joy. I think she just she's at a different position 
and and a relationship with music at the moment. Her relationship with the music is a, is as genuine as it gets. Yeah, I guess as soon as you sort of release something and put something back out there, you become property again almost. Um, and maybe she doesn't want to do that at the moment. I don't know. Think about it. Think about who she chooses to dance to and what it does for that person's catalog. She's just having fun dancing. And that's dope. And she rarely ever dances to her own music. And that's... That's humbling. Should make every artist think what their relationship is with music. I really admire and appreciate her relationship with music because it's the most authentic and honest that I've seen any celebrity and artist do publicly. She's not like, hold on, wait, let me. She's not worried about the lighting. She's not worried about her make. She's up there just raw, freaking. Loving and having a call and response to music. And some people seem to criticize that. They, because it's so raw, they can't handle it. They're criticizing it because they don't have that fearlessness. She's demonstrating something that... Wait, no filter? You... Wait, wait, no... no, no. The best lighting? Wait, wait, wait. Just the bikini again? She's do she's anti social media what social media standards are. So people are criticizing her freedom because her freedom is everything she's been fighting for and she's demonstrating it at the most poignant definition of freedom. And that's that's dope. So whatever what people's criticism, that's just an opinion and you're wasting your energy because your opinion isn't changing her expression of her freedom yeah it's been sort of ever since these videos she started posting them people have been critical but she keeps going i she love does them the same i thing. adore them for that exact reason it's like she is just showcasing her freedom her power her you know self-management and you know what's dope too say for example she's like i'm doing a world tour imagine she does that you think she has to worry about like expensive freaking costumes if she goes out there and does her hits the way she does her hits in her living room, are people going to go bananas? Does she already show people what to expect? It's interesting. The business of that, that means she don't have her expenses or not that. <laughs> she ain't got crazy expenses. I don't know if that's her master plan, but that's brilliant. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Meanwhile, Beyonce's outfits, you know how much that shit costs? <laughs> I dress the thing. And I love Beyonce. I'm like... I'm a Queen Bee fan, 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 fan. Her movie, her shows, Renaissance. Yo, Beyonce all day. Taylor Swift, what? Once again, powerful queens, females doing amazing things. The women, they rocking. They're rocking, really. From ITV execs to fearless freedom fighters to industry queens. Yeah, it's, it's a, I'm super inspired. It is pretty cool. I think Taylor's tour is now, uh, it's, I think it's the first in history to pass a billion dollars. She's only been doing it since April. <laughs> Three and a half hours every night with how many costume changes? I don't 44. know how she does it. 44. 
But Britney's not going to need 44. <laughs> yeah, she ain't going to... She, <laughs> she go out there in that pink freaking bathing suit and smash it. <laughs> Do you think she will? I say this from a... How great would that be? Oh, I'd love it. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I, w- I would hope. But if she doesn't, thank you for everything that you've done in the past. doesn't take away from her legacy and the things that she's done in the past. Your own album is coming out next year. Um, where are you at with it? I think I need to imagine and think about the times and what what I want to, how I want to contribute. Because I think just putting out an album, that's not what I'm supposed to do. I think I'm... Sp- I know I'm supposed to dream something else that hasn't happened or hasn't been done. I want to I want to do something that is too early. Cuz I usually do things that are too early and never say, "Hey, this is too early." For example, in 2009, Black Eyed Peas put out an album called The End. On The End is this AI version of All Four of Us. Um, in this green grid. And on this album, there's a song called I'm Gonna Be Rocking That Body. And in that video, I I bring the suitcase to my band. I'm like, yo, check this out. This is what's gonna take Black Eyed Peas to 3008 because everybody else is 2000 and late. This AI is how we are going to still make music in the future. So we've been on AI since 2000 and then. So I don't mind doing things too early. I, I need to uh, imagine some stuff up. As far as the project I'm releasing this year, the container should not be an album. An album should be like an element to the entire project. Yeah. The entire project and the container for it is question mark. And that's what I'm wrapping my head around. How do you land on a possibility with so much to think about? Like, how do you get there? I think about... What's duplicatable? For example, Black Eyed Peas. We did this. We did the end in 2009, the beginning in 2010, end of 2011. And then we took a stupid-ass break <laughs> from 2011 to 2000 and damn near freaking 18. It's a lot of just like rambunctious, dumb time that we stayed away from Black Eyed Peas putting out music. Whose idea was that? Um, as a collective, there's no one person, we're a group. I just wonder because of the dumbass. <laughs> no, the dumbass decision, not oh. a dumbass. We did a dumbass decision to take a a break that of that big of a pause. But I still put out music. But when we came back, I thought of what is the container? What is the container for this next record? And what type of record should we put out? So we decided, hey, let's return as a trio and let's put out the most avant-garde jazz old school hip-hop album that reflected when we first started the group in 1995 and instead of just putting out an album album let's do a graphic novel and let's make the whole book augmented reality because that's what we were doing in 2011 now that there's ar kit and google ar let's let's do a book let's partner with marvel yeah, let's try to go into Marvel and pitch this idea to them. Wait, 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 wait. Let's build a VR in Oculus. We'll do the same thing in the book in VR. Now that we have all the geometry and all the thing configured, 
And on Real Engine, on the book, let's put it in VR. Yeah, then we go to Marvel with the whole thing. And that's the container. And it worked. It, was, it worked to the point where people were not like, let's fight <laughs> Because it was about a container. They didn't ask that question. Because that was a thing that we were worried about. Like, hey, we just landed on the fucking Saturn's rings and was ice skating around in bitches with I Got a Feeling and all them other fucking songs. Once we leave this planet, they saw four people skating on the rings of fucking Saturn. Now we're going to go on to the surface of Saturn. Guess what the fuck the motherfucking people are going to think when we reach the surface of Saturn? They're going to say, why is it only three of you? Was the fourth one. Right? That's what they're going to fucking say, right? So guess what we got to do? We got to figure out how the fuck we land on the planet and do it in a dazzling way <laughs> so motherfuckers don't say, let's fuck it. I need some, a ringtone or something. You know what I'm saying? So we, we, we pulled it off with the Masters of the Sun. This is like the most extreme example of distracting jazz hands I've ever heard. Oh, no, no, no. Parachutes. We was like, parachute bitches. <laughs> we coming down, like, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. So now, here we are, 2024. I'm so glad we didn't ask, where's Fergie? Is she coming back? Oh, check this out. I flew, I flew, speaking of Fergie, I flew from London to Miami for Art Basel. And as I'm getting off the plane, some lady comes up to me, young lady comes up to me and says, you know my mother? I'm like, I do. Yes, you know my mother? I'm like, who's your mom? My mom is the real Fergie. I'm like the real Fergie. Oh shit! Your sister Beatrice with the with the doll eyes. Yeah, yeah, I know the whole family. I'm like, yo, yeah. I was trying to do a freaking song with the real Fergie. She was gonna spit some poetry over my beats, and that would have been like what? Here's Fergie. <laughs> I love that. That would be freaking like what? I think the real Sarah Ferguson would be up for that now. Actually, wait. Do you guys have Hampshire here? Hampshire's here. Hampshire. Yeah. Hampshire's yeah, here. Because I was trying to do something with Fergie, y'all's Fergie, and I wanted to say, my Hampshire, my Hampshire, my Hampshire, my Hampshire. <laughs> that would be like the courteous ever. Anyways. So what did you actually ask her to do that? I asked her if she could spit some poetry over my beats. You want me to spit? Why would you want me to spit saliva Will I am? No, no. From <laughs> where I come from, Fergie, spit means to recite poetry. But why would they call it spit? Does that mean I'm just spitting out as I speak? I, I can control my saliva, will I? I'm like, no, this, it's just street talk. It's street talk. Does she want to spit poetry over your beats? Um, we, we, we dabble with the concept. You know, it's been like eight years. No, it's like nine years since I asked her. But I think she's writing some bars. She's coming with some ill verbs, some, some metaphoricals. Well, she's an author now, isn't she? So she's ready. No, she's, she was really kind. You know, she came to my ghetto. She came to my neighborhood to meet my kid, uh, the kids of my school. And I always see baby doll eyes, Beatrice, out and about. She has, like, baby doll eyes. I'm not going to be able to look at her now without thinking baby doll eyes. Really? When I saw her sister, she's, she's like, you know, my, you know my mom? You know my mother? I'm like, the real Fergie. I'm like, oh, your sister's baby doll eyes. Yo, Beatrice, that's my homie. Yeah, she's, she's awesome. 
Well, we've got everything crossed that that collab happens. Um, yep, heard it here you, first. <laughs> thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure with I Am. You've taught us, you've educated us, you've made us laugh. So thank you for coming on Invite Only. Spitting poetry over my beats. All right, thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs>